I'm Anya, and I am a sexually liberated, unshamed, and transformed woman, and a mother, a lover, a leader, a guide, and an embodied divine feminine priestess journeying with fellow sisters into their own sacred and sovereign sexuality, both as a means of liberation and a return to the deepest recesses of their hearts. I'm Scarlett, and I am a sexually liberated, unshamed, and transformed woman. That spells slut, if you've been paying attention. I've come to learn that the standard ways of experiencing sex and love were not meant for me in this lifetime. I find joy in the salacious and naughty spaces where women can be truly free and wild. So alongside my sisters and my lovers, I am forging a new path of abundance and channeling my sexual energy to serve my highest potential. This is an invitation to light your world on fire. Yoni is a Sanskrit word that has been interpreted to literally mean the womb or the source. For Yoni bearers, the Yoni is also the anchoring point for the root chakra, where our Kundalini or our life force energy lies coiled like a serpent. When our kundalini is activated through sexual energy, a fire is lit deep within that illuminates a profound understanding of the universe. This show is about the uniquely feminine experience of sexual empowerment, rising from the ashes against all odds. Systems of power have conspired to keep women from the full embodiment of our sexual agency for centuries. Our mission is not new, it is eternal. Sex and pleasure deserve to be in the heart center of our life's journey. The Flaming Yoni is a celebration of the beautiful and unique expressions of female sexuality, from asexual to megasexual, from lifelong monogamy to relationship anarchy, from deep spiritual bonds of sacred union to spur of the moment flings, it is all infused with Yoni energy. Anya and I have a deep and abiding connection centered around supporting one another's authentic sexual expression. We have journeyed hand in hand in sacred and sensual spaces, discovering the embodiment of feminine power through divine sisterhood. Dive deep with us as we invite incredible guests to share their burning passion for embodied, liberated sexuality. Welcome to the Yoniverse. You will not leave the same as when you came. <laughs> we should have hit record know, about know, five minutes you know ago the, we can't we be the first or last podcasters that happens too so we're gonna roll forward we're gonna roll forward with it we're both in a pretty raw state right now i'd say and i'm actually feeling mm-hmm. a lot of gratitude mm-hmm. for that because we want that raw real courageous authenticity to be heard by our listeners so yeah because if we're not here for that what are we here for? absolutely this is the flaming yoni we don't fuck around (laughs) we show up for each other and for you we do we do we show up and that has been our commitment to ourselves and to each other over the last number of months Mm -hmm. particularly we we have done that for one another since we met on that first happy hour years ago but we've really really lived what it means to be in sisterhood the last few months and that's what we want to talk about tonight that's what well tonight for us we want to talk about what that has meant for us where we've been where we are And it's something we haven't talked about yet. And we are ready to do that. And we both have had a lot of shifts and changes in our lives that we would like to share and that we'd like to talk about together, support one another through with the knowing deep inside of us that so many of you will also be able to relate and that this will be resonant with you. And this is part of what sisterhood is about, getting raw, getting vulnerable, sharing our laughter and our tears, which were in abundance just a few moments ago. And I'm sure we'll get there again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's certainly been, been a journey to come to this point. And I'm beginning to feel this excitement well up because I have felt so grateful to be heard, um, 
and, and for my written word to affect so many through my blog and to show up in my full authenticity and to be received. And I'm beginning to feel excited about that when I share that my relationship of nearly 10 years came to an end a few months ago. Um, And it was through the community surrounding the relationship container we were in that I met you and that we forged our sisterhood and our friendship. And, you know, this, this conversation tonight will be about a lot of sorrow and a lot of grief um, over love lost and, you know, the end to a a relationship that was for me, uh, you know, an anchoring and very, very seriously deep bond with somebody that I had that I've lost uh, and everything that comes with that. And I believe heartbreak is a universal experience, but there are just some particularly um, deep and unique heartbreaks that come with losing somebody that you share like such tremendous intimacy with and what that has, what that process has done for me. And I know what it's done for you has cocooned me and transformed me. (laughs) Like I am not the woman I was a few months ago and I know you're not either. And so I feel already saying these words, uh, a freedom, like an unlocking within myself um, and it feels, it feels really good, yeah. babe. I'm so glad I'm here with you doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we're here together too. And the synchronicities that we've experienced along this path mm-hmm. have been unfortunate, <laughs> but they've been beautiful because we are holding one another as I too have transitioned out of my relationship. And for those listening, the very ironic thing is that we transitioned on the same day, not even realizing that that was happening, really. I knew what was happening for you. I didn't, and I know that sounds insane, but I didn't know that it was happening for me that day. And likewise, it has been a roller coaster over the last few months of trying to find my footing, trying to find balance, trying to find where my place is in Mm. this world that you and I met in, knowing that I wasn't coupled anymore. And certainly not having spoken about it yet or addressed it in any way publicly, not that, you know, not that I have the biggest public following, but that for the people within our community, it's a tight knit group, right? And to not really be able to speak about it or choosing not to for privacy and for love and for safety and for whatever, all the reasons together. But yeah, the grief, the sorrow, the sadness that sits within all of that has been so palpable and so real for both of us. And you've, you've been a huge lifeline for me. And I believe that the opposite (laughs) is true as well. And we're to a point now where I think we're ready to be able to talk a little bit more about what led to the point within us that that needed to happen. And it's different for each of us, yet there are common threads for you and I. And I think sharing that is, Mm. there's a freedom in that, right? There's a freedom in utilizing our voices and speaking our truths And also letting our community know, and hopefully the community that expands around the Flaming Yoni, that 
all of these things that happen in life are not happening to us, they're happening for us. And that everything that is yet to unfold is so divine and so inspired, even if we can't see it yet. So, yes, lots of synchronicity, but I want to kind of turn it back to you and give you the floor to talk a bit more for yourself about what led up to these huge transitions in your life and, yeah, what you feel sharing, feel comfortable sharing, feel inspired to share um, with the listeners. You know, I, I, in the previous incarnation of this podcast, Sexual Alchemy, I had was invited. I was mm-hmm. so honored to be invited as your first guest after you told your story. And I expressed the deep and abiding admiration I had in my relationship as one, as a relationship that felt so expansive to me, so abundant. And there were so many gifts that that relationship provided over the many years that I uh, was in deep intimacy with my ex. Um, Being in relationship with him taught me a whole new language of love. Um, It it was a mirror for me that showed me more details and facets of my personality and who like I was at my core than ever. And I truly feel like it was a privilege for me to love the man that I loved for those nearly 10 years that we were together. I am so grateful that the universe brought us together for the time that we were, our souls were contracted to be together. Um, And all of these gifts are still so cherished in my heart. Uh, Now, along with those gifts came a lot of trial and tribulation. Um, And in the non-monogamy community, the cuckolding community, um, you know, non-monogamous relationships already in the public perception and our society's perception are, are seen as risky and fraught. Um, and certainly you can see why it is outside of our normal schema and concept of relationships. And it's difficult to, to publicly share that I was in a non-monogamous relationship and that relationship has come to an end because I, I feel as though folks may make assumptions that it was my sexuality or the way we express ourselves sexually that led to the end of our relationship. And the ironic thing, Anya, and I know you know this just as well as I do, is that that's actually the opposite. I believe that cuckolding kept intimacy in our relationship longer than would have been the case if we were monogamous because there was still that vulnerability that he was able to show me through that sexual you know expression and that vulnerability bonds us right and i also had a firm commitment to be honest and and in integrity with him even when it was really challenging and I'll get into some of the reasons why it was challenging, but I just, I really want that message to be received. And I ask the listener to receive that Um, when non-monogamous relationships Mm -hmm. come to an end, the non-monogamous dynamic in my experience with the man that I love and loved, they come to an end and and all the non-monogamous dynamic does it, it reveals if there are discrepancies in energy, if there are um, issues with emotional regulation, if there are issues with communication, all of those things are out in the light of day. We can't just ignore them and keep walking about in our lives. They are here and present. Um, and so I, that's, that's something that I, I first really like to share And then another element that I'd really like to share specifically about our container of cuckolding is that um, 
you know, I, I've had such a, a great pleasure to interact with so many people in this community and to engage with, you know, men who have these desires, women who love men who have these desires, um, you know, other gentlemen in lifestyle who come into these relationships as bulls, right? And all of this together, and then thinking about my experience um, with my ex, like, he had these pervasive desires that he shared with me and that we were able to bond over. And it became like just another one of the many, many, many things that I loved about him, that he was, that he had these very sexy desires and he wanted to like share this extremely erotic and fun lifestyle with me. And then I learned um, through talking with him, just how deeply these desires were tied to trauma and shadow and Mm. elements of his life that I literally hurt for him to this day over and encouraged for him to come into wholeness with those elements for himself. And just as I have done surrounding my sexuality, I wanted him to take my hand and come on this journey with me because I loved him for exactly who he was. And unfortunately, he was unable, I truly believe unable to take my hand and come on that journey with me. And so when you're in that position, there's many things you can do. Um, You can wait, you can pray, you can encourage someone to get the help that they so desperately need. You can make suggestions, offer guidance. If you want to be toxic, you can try and manipulate them into getting the help. You know, there's many, many different things. Um, But ultimately, when, when your partner is unable to meet you on an emotional, mm. spiritual level to do this work together, I could not continue in that. Um, my family has a long history of women remaining in relationships um, that d- with partners that could not meet them. Uh, and I carry that generational trauma, right? Uh, as we all do when it comes to relationship expression. And I had to come to the most difficult decision I've made in the past decade of my life, which was to realize that I could no longer, I could no longer remain if he was unable to meet me. Um, and that was, it was very, very painful and at yeah. the same time, it was very triumphant because I knew I was loving myself enough to, to, to take this action, to not be in a partnership that was not serving me or him, right? Um, right. Even, even though that was painful to admit. Yeah. It's so hard. And I, you know, hear so many different threads of your personal experience as you walked through decision making. And it echoes deeply through the halls of my soul. Um, You know, for me, for us, I'm not in a place where I want to speak publicly about the intimate elements of our relationship and, and what you know, some of those aspects were that led to the ultimate decision of me to, to, to leave the relationship. Um, but I, but I can say too, that I did experience a lot of that same, oh, I don't want people to think that non-monogamy doesn't work. I don't want people to think that non-monogamy is what right. makes relationships fail. And we all know what relationship success slash I hate the word failure rate is. First of all, I don't believe that. I don't ascribe to failure. I believe that relationships 
can be so deeply purposeful and that that doesn't mean that they last forever. Um, So I believe that, but I also would be lying if I didn't say there were difficulties within our container that contributed to my ultimate decision. And still, I have also such deep gratitude for the journey that we went on together that brought me deeper Mm -hmm. into myself, that showed me facets of myself that I had been hiding from and hiding from the world. And I am so grateful to be one step closer, two steps closer, 20 steps closer to being a wholly integrated person. I also recognized in that journey that that's a lifelong process. That's a soul journey process that spans lifetimes, not a lifetime of being whole and fully integrated. So I'm not done. (laughs) Neither am I. Um, yeah. But what I, yeah, none of us are, right, babe? But what I, but what I do know and what I do feel really compelled to share and to talk about for me were the shifts and changes that happened inside of me over the course of my time in that relationship. And there's so many elements, but I think the threads that I want to pull the most have to do with me discovering the map that lives inside of me that leads back to my heart and that not for other people, but for myself, I don't think I ever knew what it really meant Mm -hmm. to love oneself. And I don't really believe this adage that you can't love someone else until you love yourself. I, I don't really believe that. I believe that when you love yourself, you open yourself up mm-hmm. to loving more fully and to being loved more fully. And I believe that in that journey also within this context of non-monogamy and cuckolding itself, I believe that I found an empowerment within myself that lit a fire deep inside my heart, Mm. my yoni, (laughs) every part of me that only continues to grow stronger and stronger every day. And the journey that I've been on the last four or five years, basically spiraling deeper and deeper into myself, has put me on a path that I know Ultimately, I need to be walking by myself right now. And that's really hard for so many reasons. And it's so painful for so many reasons. And it's a decision that I did not take lightly and that I took a long time to make. But I do know that I'm being called into something that is deep within and deep without in terms of the realm of sisterhood and what you and I are collectively being called to and what I'm also being called to on an individual basis. And it is almost as though I'm answering a call that I hear to dedicate my life to the work of women and to the work of women finding the map within themselves as well into their hearts and into their own sensual and sexual acceptance and finding their power and their strength that resides within that is unflappable and unshakable. And that doesn't mean it's easy every day and that I don't have hard days. It's been a fucking week, man. I've been in tears more than I haven't and it is just the way of life but I know that I'm being set on this path and that I said yes to choosing this path because if I don't traverse it, I can't guide it and I can't lead others through it and I can't journey and Sherpa for other women to go through this if I haven't been alchemized by the fire of it myself. And that is 100% where I'm at. And... I know 
that that is certainly not everyone's path. I don't pretend for a second that you can't be partnered and do this work. I think anybody could be. It just was a deeper calling within myself to recognize the intimate and personal circumstances that I was in and to know what I was being called to and to understand that for me, those there's many paradoxes that we can hold in our hand at the same time. And ultimately, this wasn't one of them for me. And it's come with a journey of, you know, working through the shame of breaking, you know, relationship commitments, of hurting children who have not been asked to be in this situation and to still stand in what I know to be the truth for myself. And I understand that from the outside looking in, it could look crazy, it could look selfish as hell, it could look crazy, just all these things. But at the end of the day, I know that if I don't stand in my own truth, then I'm never going to be able to accompany women to stand in theirs either. So that's, mm. that's a bit of the journey for me. And yeah, I mean, as we've seen, there have just been so many shifts and changes, you know, like I paused sexual alchemy. My last episode for that show was early June, maybe even June 1st. And I knew that like a shift was happening and changing. And I knew that I needed to have more time to dedicate to myself and to my child as I was walking through this. And I also knew that the content that I would be talking about would need to be shifting and changing. And it's been over the course of the last few months that you and I have really seen what is synchronistic and resonant for both of us to be bringing to the table here. And I think that these journeys that we've been on are absolutely informing where we're going next. You know, we're, we're talking, first of all, that was incredibly poignant. And I've seen all of these transformations in you um, and held you as you've held me going through moments when there's been tremendous fear or doubt or insecurity or all of the myriad of feelings that I feel and one feels when you take this kind of leap of faith, as you said, in following your inner knowing, you know, your inner, you know, true North. Uh, and I, you know, I've been thinking a lot and meditating a lot lately on the nature of allowing things to end in our life, whether that be a relationship mm -hmm. or a project or a career or a, a child coming of age or, you know, a, a um, period of sexual expansion or one kind of sexual dynamic, so many things. Right. And I know that for me, I have had difficulty <laughs> allowing things to come to their natural and conclusion at the point in which they're most meant to end. And I've been meditating a lot on what it means mm. to really come into kind of like a Buddhist understanding of like, there's really nothing that I can hold, right? Like nothing. The, the very time that I, you know, reside in as a human being is, is ticking forward constantly. Um, and I am moving through it. Uh, now, you know, I too have these past months um, that I have been in solitude and uncoupled have been like a really fascinating encounter with who Scarlett is, mm. you know, how Scarlett spends her time completely like removed from the energy of anybody else. And I've been kind of observing myself and it has really, really been incredible to just come into deeper intimacy with myself, you know, um, the, the cuckolding dynamic brought me in into 
my truth more fully and my power more fully and really gave me a, a strong encounter with my higher self, not because, you know, of anything that I was doing sexually with anybody. It was, as you described, this fire that neither of us expected, by the way, to be lit within us. (laughs) Um, And once you feel that calling Mm -hmm. to purpose, if you felt it and if you're listening to this, you know how that feels. To go against that, which is what women have been told to do, they're for mali- trained, trained, conditioned, trained, put under threat of violence to do right. All of these things throughout millennia mm-hmm. that, you know, our mothers bore us with that. Their mothers bore them all the way through the generations. Right. And, and to come to a place where you've encountered your highest self or even a fleeting understanding of it um, to go against that is is it's it it would be so incredibly damaging i know to me it would be soul crushing um and i just could not much as i wanted to because that pull to self-sacrifice for me is intense it feels like a riptide like i am swimming it is it is in my nature to forgive 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 uh, accept, 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 keep loving, keep loving, keep loving, uh, make excuses for, you know, all of these things. Right. And, um, it is to, to understand that I've come to the close of a chapter and to love, love that story and what it was for me. Um, and to say, okay, like this is the natural end. I, I think that it's incredibly healthy for me to have arrived at that place. I could have gone this entire lifetime without arriving at that place, truly. Um, And even though it is frightening as hell, (laughs) because it is, (laughs) I I am uh, left with a lot of gratitude that um, I am now in a brand new chapter it feels strange. Um, you know, I still wake up some days and expect him to be next to me. You know, there's still a lot of subtle Mm -hmm. shocks, but it's feeling more and more, um, like the dawn of a new day. And that for me is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah. What you were speaking about there, Scar, around kind of that sense of sacrificing yourself for others and what that ultimately starts to do to us on the inside. Mm. I mean, it is an ultimate betrayal, right? And I'm familiar with the feeling of knowing what was needed and just fighting it, right? Fighting, making that decision, fighting being the bad one to make the call, fighting, hurting others, And ultimately, for me, you know, where I am right now started with a shift in consciousness that started, I'm sorry, probably when I was a kid, but like what I remember was when I was like, when I turned 40 and like kept kind of dropping in on me really inconveniently (laughs) throughout the last five years. And as I've journeyed deeper into shamanic studies, deeper into tantric studies, deeper into myself, it became so obvious to me that I was becoming physically ill all the time. I was exhausted. There were so many days I couldn't even hardly get out of bed. I was depressed and the thing is that's what happens when when our bodies know that we aren't listening to what our soul is trying to communicate to us it's going to shut us down one piece by piece by piece and it's really interesting. I mean, I'm certainly still doing a lot of somatic healing, 
I'm doing a lot of work on myself to get to a place where my nervous system is more regulated and where I'm in a place of, of more grounding and peacefulness, but it can, it can still be upset pretty quickly. But I can always see it now from like more of a bird's eye view, whereas before I was kind of in the midst of the eye of the hurricane that was happening inside of me. And my body was just, you know, basically taking a dump on me <laughs> over the last number of months before I made this final decision because, because it was telling me what it was needing and I wasn't listening. And so I've had a real physical experience with what my own betrayal of myself would do to me. And I knew that if I continued to do that, I would just shut down every aspect of myself that I had discovered along the way. And frankly, I just, I'm just not able to do that anymore. I mean, I lived, I lived 45 years of my life living that way, you know, and once this shift occurs inside of you and you say yes to your own self, you don't get to say no Mm. again. (laughs) And ultimately that's where it leads us, right? It leads us to the place where, even if it makes no sense to anybody around us, we know we're on the path that we're meant to be on because it feels right. And we're not living in that sense of betrayal and we are being true to ourselves and our bodies start to heal and we start to feel better and stronger and all of these things. So I've gotten to be on this side of that journey now for a couple of months and um, feeling much better but it is interesting how the physicality of our lives start to represent what's happening on an emotional level when we're betraying ourselves. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking now about regret. Yeah. And mm. I'm just really in this moment, like I regret nothing. Like truly, like I am so free of any thoughts of regret, I am so grateful that I said yes to the many journeys that I said yes to. I am so like, there, there's just no universe where I being the unique creature that I am did this any differently. Like this is me. Um, And I am so grateful. I shared what I shared and I, reached out and like I everything that I've written and you know the willingness to put myself out there and to say hey I'm having an experience with this in my relationship and I've got a lot of thoughts and feelings and like musings and I want to connect and I want to share and I am so grateful that I did the what has happened for me because I took that plunge knowing the risk that came with it, knowing how uncomfortable it may be, you know, and also knowing like, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I've got some strong feelings about it right now. And I really would like to use my voice and, and speak about it. Um, Everything that I shared about our relationship. And I, I think you can say the same Anya was true for me in that moment it was genuine and those words at that time were my truth um and yeah what I will say is that you know when I I made the decision to begin sharing my experience in this relationship dynamic um about two years a little over two years ago and in that time I received something. I was, it was the midst of COVID, you know, I was isolated, you know, it was, we were all going through that isolation and I was starved for community and the community that I received. Yeah. Holy shit. Some of the best people I have ever met ever. Some of the most incredible human beings I could have, I couldn't have even dreamed to have in my life, I have a abundance, an abundance of them in my life now. And I am just right. like in awe. And I know that like part of this purpose was all of you listening 
was you, Anya, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. My soul sister, we are soul family. Like we would have never met. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of the people that have reached out to me throughout the years and like poured their heart out and said things to me they were willing to say because I did the same words they've never spoken to another human being. How fucking fortunate am I? All because I said, wow, you know, the man I love and I, we're on a journey and it's wild, y'all. This is, I need, I need some help here. I need to know, you know, that there's some other people going through this same thing. And like, I know now that like, that was the abiding gift. Yes, my relationship ended. um, Mm -hmm. But these relationships and the beautiful tapestry of friends and lovers that I have now, it's like absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I, I know you feel the same way. I just know you do. Yeah. I mean, regret, totally. I mean, regret is wasted time thinking, right? Like you can't, I mean, not that you can ever take it away anyway. So it is completely wasted effort and energy, but to like me, if I'm thinking like, if I regret something, that means I have to take away everything that would have come from it too. Like if I really want to say I regret something, then I regret everything that came along with it. And how could I? I mean, the last five years of my life plus have yeah. been fucking amazing and beautiful. And yeah, sure. Like everybody deals with stuff. But I can't say that even in the midst of the difficult moments, the darkest moments, that I would look back and change anything because I wouldn't be who I am today without those moments. And I wouldn't have had the experiences that I've gotten to have that have informed who I am. So I completely agree with you that there's nothing that I regret. It's, you know, it's just understanding the full gamut and range of emotions that come with it all. And that's part of the human experience. You know, I've, (laughs) I've lamented the human experience (laughs) a little bit lately to you. You actually helped me realize last week that I was going through an existential crisis of wishing that I could just like be in a soul state and not actually have to live (laughs) a human life. It was a fun conversation. (laughs) Um, Because I'm much more, it was a, it was a fun conversation. It really blew my mind in a way that I didn't even, I wasn't prepared for because there there have been times on this journey when I'm looking at myself as just like such a small blip on the radar of, you know, myself, myself as Anya is, is this human body and it has this experience of 45 years, but right. what lives inside of me is ancient. And sometimes I find myself getting lost in the ancient aspects of my soul and wishing I could just reside there. (laughs) And that's just not what's going to fucking happen. So here we are, you know, living in Denver (laughs) and living this human life. It is what it is and it's beautiful. And yeah, regret would be a complete fool's errand. You're not living in Houston. (laughs) So you've got that going for you. (laughs) Thank God. Sorry. Sorry, babe. I do have that. This going is how for I know me. Anya loves me, you guys, because she comes out to Houston to see me. <laughs> I come me. visit you. I know. I know. It is a great sacrifice, love, but you make it for me, and I I appreciate mm-hmm. you. Um. Oh man, babe. Yeah. What a journey! What a journey we are on! What a journey we've had! And this is just the beginning, right? I mean, this is the story of us as sisters walking through this world together. We haven't even scratched the surface and where we're going to go with these conversations and with the Flaming Yoni and the community that's built here. This is just, we're, we're laying the foundation and it's just absolutely exciting and exhilarating and it feels so right and it feels so good. And I just can't imagine having anybody else alongside my my person for this journey and I'm so grateful same, for you same I mean for for me the woman that I have encountered since starting my journey of sexual expansion they are everything like I um sharing mm-hmm. space with these women mm-hmm. and being a sister being a confidant being that person 
for the many women that I've had the, the, you know, great fortune of interacting with, like, the lifestyle for me has, I, I mean, understanding now, looking back, it's always been about them. And my experience with them mm-hmm. has, it's just, sure. it's everything. It's what keeps me coming back. Like, uh, yes, it's a it, mm-hmm. tremendously fun lifestyle. And there's a lot of, of, of greatness that happens there. But yeah. like having moments, it really, but for me, sisterhood. Oh, for us, for, for us, us, for sure. <laughs> I, I would not um, want to walk through that lifestyle anymore if I didn't um, have the capacity in that, in, in this lifestyle to get to know other women on the similar journey. Um, I think it is mm-hmm. the, the magic that really happens is being in a, in a space where the feminine energy can mm-hmm. flow. Mine, yours, our sisters, mm-hmm. I can never get enough of that. Like it is so devoid in our world. Mm-hmm. Our world is so devoid of the feminine, the divine feminine. And yeah. to have an encounter where it is everywhere, it's surrounding me, it's within me. I could never get enough of that. And it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Like, you know, you go to a sex party and I, you know, it's right there under the surface. And, and there are some people tuned into that frequency and some people are <laughs> on all sorts of other frequencies. But mm-hmm. when I, when I see you and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're feeling this, you know, we're feeling this connection. We're feeling, um, you know, that all of this energy we're bringing forth is serving something uh, beyond just the pursuit of pleasure, which is also great. That's also great. And I'm also all for that. Um, But yeah, it's, and, and also the really deep unshaming and transformative work that you and I have a real desire to do what we've done for each other. Um, I, I just know there's such a need. I feel it. Like there's such a need for that. And you and I are, are like, us? We're going to do it? And, y- you know, I, that, I felt like that at times. And then there are times when I feel like I am, com- everything I've been through in my life has led me up to this moment uh, and this calling. And I, I have to respond because it is so worth it. And someone did it for me. You know, you've done it for me. Other women have done it yeah. for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, well, cheers. And I, I know that, um, you know, I, listeners may be, like, curious, you know, what what's next for us? And, like, the answer is, like, I don't know. I'm sure you don't know. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, we are present in this day, and that's it. But I do know for myself, um, I've made a conscientious decision, which uh, it's a, it's a, it's a a word that I'm, that I'm honoring for myself with the full understanding that, you know, anything can happen. And I am open to all of the abundance the universe may bring forward for me. Um, However, I too am in a deep healing process right now. I am in therapy I am doing a lot of, uh, you know, spiritual work and personal work to heal from this relationship, from the end of this relationship. I feel that that's important for me. And I feel that I need to commit to some time for myself, uh, you know, from scarlet to scarlet to do that work because I love the fuck out of myself and I'm worth it. So uh, I Mm -hmm. am going to take a substantial amount of time before even considering uh, entering another deeply intimate, romantic Eros love relationship. Um, You know, that is, that is a decision that I am making now. I am active in lifestyle, you know, and my lifestyle is my lifestyle and, and I will have it. (laughs) But uh, when it comes to, yeah, absolutely. Um, when it comes to that, that is a decision that I am making. But again, I also leave open. And one thing you have always said on 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 the previous itineration of this show, and what we will always say on the Flaming Yoni, is that things can shift and change unexpectedly at any time. And being open to yeah. that 
is a beautiful way to move through this world. Um, and so I am open to all things, right? But the only thing that is for certain is that I am going to fall deeper in love with myself, more committed to myself, my development, my health, my, you know, my capacity to thrive and achieve and all of those things. I am more deeply committed to that than I've ever been. I love that so much. I'm glad you're bringing us mm-hmm. to kind of a wrap on this conversation with yeah. like intentions or at least, you know, some intentionality as to where we're going. For myself, I am committed to my growth, to loving myself, to loving other women, to loving my kiddo and my kiddos and doing whatever I can to be in support for them in that capacity as mother. And I am also very deeply entrenched in a lot of spiritual work and in studies and in lots of other modalities that are really calling to me right now between plant medicine and studying about all of the different elements that go into, you know, what happens when pleasure expands in humans and what we can do with that and manipulate that within the magic that exists within our bodies and our energy. Um, I'm not, again, yeah, like you focused on any, any particular like relationship constructs or anything like that. It couldn't be the furthest thing from my mind. Um, and yet the one relationship that I will continue to be undyingly committed to is the one to myself and and the you know there's others Mm -hmm. to 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 women you know to to the sisterhood of sisterhoods right whatever we're creating within slut sisters whatever I know I'm creating on my own in sisterhood community outside of this context that to me is the journey of a lifetime and it's the one that is going to pay dividends to my soul and women are worth that's what i'm here for this paradigm shift they're worth everything they're worth everything yeah yeah exactly so yeah that's it the the flaming yoni that is Mm -hmm. that's my purpose here right and um i'm so thrilled to be able to bring it to realization with you and with these other women and whatever fabulous community we're able to raise up around this around this amazing little show that we're creating